We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. And a very good evening and welcome to Talk Sport here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Notes to come on this evening's programme as always. We're here all the way up until 7 o'clock on 88.7 FM and crkc.ie. The breaking news in the past couple of moments regarding Gordon Elliott, well, he'll serve six months of a ban in racing with six months suspended so that's the verdict after a week full of trials and tribulations in the world of racing we'll get Burr's thoughts on that in just a moment also on the programme we'll have our usual greyhound slot we'll be chatting to Jay Latty from O'Loughlin Gales on a run in aid of the Alzheimer's Society all the week's stories with Pat, Nicky and Barry Enriquez Final section of the programme will go to Athletics with the Kenny City Harriers, John May. If you want to join the conversation, 086 353 7782 is our text line. And that's sponsored by Taxback.com. Let's start with racing and that big story regarding Gordon Elliott, and we welcome to the programme Bear Scott. Evening, Bear. Good evening, Liam. Uh, what's your initial impressions of that news? Well, it was more or less what I was expecting, I tell you the truth, you know, because I know it has to be dealt with, but, you know, what what happened, the man made a mistake and he's going to pay for, for the rest of his life, really, because, you know, he'll never, he'll never regain the reputation he had before last week. And, you know, the, what happened today, the thing they got today, I think most of the racing people would have been expecting something like that. The thing was, that was bar- worrying me was, you know, there's a lot of people up there working for Gordon Elliott and it's just their livelihoods were at stake as well as the whole thing went bang. And uh, there'll be a lot of people out working, what have you. You know, I, I think it's been dealt with fair, fairly enough. Mm. Like I say, it's, it's what happens away from the papers and the, the televisions and that. Uh, he, he's, you know, he made a mistake. And I have no doubt the man regrets what he did. He was very naive in the extreme, mm. but it was done, and as the fellow said, he'd be forever paying the price. Do you feel sympathy towards him, Bear? What's that, Liam? Do you feel sympathy towards him? I, I do, I do. I, I know, look, everybody makes a mistake. At some stage in your life, some people pay a bigger price than others, that's for sure. But we all do things that we regret, and uh, I'm sure... You know, I, I, I know it was a few years ago when it actually happened, a couple of years ago anyway, but I, I'd say he definitely regretted it last Sunday morning, mm. you know, that's for sure. Very much so. OK, Bear, we're racing in Dundalk and Fairy House this evening. Yes, well, I have the winners from Fairy House, Liam. And no problem. Uh, I have, yeah, they started there at 1.35 and the first race was one 
by number 14, Ram Brandt to the Jack, even money favourite. No, at the 205 went to number 1, 5 head in its 4 to 1. 240, this was won by number 4, Daphne Moon, 6 to 5 on favourite. 315 went to number 12, Cheo Bella, 11 to 8 favourite. The 350 was won by number 5, The Brimming Water, 80 to 1. The 420 went to number 13, Old Town Guard, 6 to 4 on favourite. 450 was won by number 9, Tangential, 50 to 1. And the last race on the card there, the 520, was won by number 11, Boogley Lane, at 16 to 1. I have the first two results from Dundalk Lane. The, it just started a little later than usual today. Uh, 5 o'clock was the first race won by number 3, Hendred Soul, 7 to 2, Giant Favourite. Second was number 8, Caesars Comet, 9 to 2, and third, Number five, Lilandra, six to one. The other giant favourite was number two. Number seven was an on runner and thirteen ran. The five thirty was won by number seven, Logo Hunter, five to one. Second, number five, Devils Outlaw, eleven to eight favourite. And third was number fourteen, Princess Plumeria, a two to one and fourteen ran. And uh, as usual, I haven't got the six o'clock result, but I'm sure you'll have it shortly, Liam. Yep. It, this leaves us with five races tonight to look at. Now, I'll, I'll go fairly quickly through them. The 6.30 is a big field handicap. The usual 14 runners. Wide open race. Um, number two, Connor Hogan. Five, Sister Eliza. Nine, Indignation. Eleven, Murrior. And 14, Nightly Wearing. Should provide a winner. I'm not quite sure which, but I would suggest a Euro each way. On number two, Connor Hogan. The 7 o'clock again, uh, well this is uh, not so tough looking, it's a maiden, but even even there are not easily, uh, the fellas of the winners are easily found. Jungle Cove, number 3, and number 10, the Dillion, and number 13, Hidden Land, and also number 7, Stalingrad, are the ones that I think uh, it should dominate the betting and maybe the race as well. Number 6, Shore, is ridden by Colin Keane, and it's trained by Gerald Keane is not often Colin writes for his father but when he does you have to take note so whatever kind of money is moving around for this that before race and keep an eye on him I think the Dillion is sure to be in the first three but anyway, I say it probably won't <laughs> 7.30 is the big race of the evening of course and um, there are just eight runners here to list the race again I'll chart list the number one Ben Vente number three Rebel Step Number six, Messidor, and number seven, my generation, are the four I think will fight it out. Now, look, last Monday on the Racing Post, the Monday jury included Joseph O'Brien, and uh, one of the last questions that were asked on, on the paper that day was, can you give us a winner during the week? And Joseph O'Brien gave Messidor, who runs tonight the half seven in Dundalk, and who am I to disagree with Joseph O'Brien? If it doesn't win, it just shows you that the trainer sometimes don't get it right either. But anyway, he was fairly confident about that. It'd be a short fight, but he should win. The eight o'clock, this is a handicap, a tricky hand. Only eight runners here, but it looks very tricky, and it includes a certain Togoville, number three, who's on a four-timer. He's won for the last three Friday nights, and who knows, he could do it again tonight. Won't be easy, he's still going up in class. And even though I think he's sure to run a blinder again, 
I think the seven furlongs might catch him out tonight. He's been back to six furlongs for the last two weeks. I think number one, Elzam, is tailor-made to maybe track him down during that last furlong. I can go for one, one for Elzam, but look, I could end up with egg on my face. Not for the first time. And finally, the half-eight, this is again a tricky handicap. 13 runners, I'm not quite sure what will be a favourite here, but it might be number eight, Abla, who's uh, running well, running really well in recent times, and that one or two others rock the bars, uh, that's number five, and um, number, what's this other one I had? I had a couple of them, yes, stop on red, number 12 is the other one that I was just shortlisting for this. I think Abla has run in a good form, Shane Foley is in the saddle, and he's in terrific form recently. Not drawn terribly well, but uh, I think Abla might send that punter's home happy. He's the one for the money tonight, Liam. Abla in the last race. Okay, Burr, before we let you go, a couple of bits and pieces to tidy up. Um, your thoughts on Mick McCarthy and his contract extension? He'll be there until 2023, and it just shows you how much of a great job he's done. Uh, and uh, uh, Go on. And, and he's loved for the game, yeah. you know. Mm. Do you think? Do you think he's been unfairly treated at some of the clubs? Because I mean, at the moment, he, he can't stop winning. Yeah, well, to look, we've always said Mick is is an underachiever in the sense that it's championship uh, championships he's been winning. But when he's gone up into the Premiership, the last time he gave those Wolves, he didn't do a bad job. But he he's never gotten the chance with a really big club. He's he's done so well at Cardiff now that. I would imagine, and they have a they have a chance of sneaking into those playoffs. And if they, if they keep going the way they're going, they certainly will. And who knows if he gets into that, he might just win his way back into the Premiership. And I think Cardiff would definitely give him a fair run at it. And finally, Burr, will Liverpool have to maybe focus on the Champions League in order to qualify for that competition next year? Well, it looks like that's what's left, Liam. You know, uh, now look, I'm not saying they played badly or anything like that. They're still playing well, but they're. Everything seems to have what they had last year. They haven't this year, and that look and just things working out for them. Sometimes, you know, in in life, in any part of life, if things are going well for you, everything seems to go well. But when they turn again, you they have a habit of just destroying you. And I think that's what's happening with Liverpool. Just, no matter what to do, it's just not going right for. Them. Very much so. Burr, we'll let you go and chat to you again tomorrow. Thanks for taking the call. Burr Scott there with his famous or infamous, whatever way you want to look, look at it, racing tips. CRKC text line on 086 353 7782 is sponsored by taxback.com. And he'll be back on Saturday Sports shortly after 12 midday tomorrow. Nicky Brennan is here with the Greyhounds. And Nicky, you tell me it's getting harder to predict these dogs. Well, I had a good day last uh, and a good uh, good evening last week. We had six winners. Now that won't be repeated, I think, because it's amazing looking at the cards now. And I I spend a little bit of time. Liam, I'm no just you know I'm doing this as a bit of a, as a bit of fun until well, Seamus Brophy comes back. Well, here. you say that, Nicky, but your record says otherwise. <laughs> well, I'm telling you that's the way it is, Liam. <laughs> but it's just funny looking at the card today. I've never come across as many dogs who've won the same number of races in in the in the in a particular mm. race. So I really this was a this is a pin in the air job in the true sense of the word anyway they start off as a 10 race car tonight some nights it's an 11 race car but it's only a it's only a a 10 race car tonight they start off out there in uh, James's Park at 7.30 with the COVID-19 protocols it's an ON3525 and again these dogs haven't uh, done any much racing of any kind at all maybe some trials and that 
but I'm going for uh, number six. It's the Rory and Mikey Hi- Michael Hickey out there, out in Ballyconder there in uh, Ballyragget. Well, the parish of Liz Downey, Abengate, Jer, and a uh, lot of their dogs are called Abengate. And in case, just giving you a little bit of education, Liam, yeah. Abengate was the name of the factory in Ballyragget first very foresight right. when I joined out there it was called mm. Avangate Milk Products for my so, time uh, very much before your time uh, it's, it was called it's Avangate Jerry is the name of the dog number 6 to get home ahead of Andrenans from Port Leash is number 3 Artemis Cor is the name of that particular dog second race is on at um it's about 20 to um, 8 Frightful Flash Kennels an A5 525 my tip on this is number 3 it's Bernard Cawley's uh, Sunset Daisy number 3 to get home ahead of Danny Kyo's down there from Carlo Lemon Bert number 5 moving on to um race number three and it's the Bally MacAnton at Stud McCalmon Cup it's an A1 round one he's one race and um, I'm going there for that for a Pat Carroll owned dog trained by Morty Lahey number six Ballybuck Chief it has had four wins in its last uh, five races and a win on February the 22nd as well to get in ahead of Larry Borden's all the way from Enniscorthy number four Metric Roma number that's number four and I noticed that a lot of dogs tonight obviously in the uh, McCalmont Cup have travelled a bit and have raced in other tracks as well Enniscorthy Waterford Cork Shelburne Park Mullingar places like that moving on to race number four it's heat two of the um, McCalmont Cup my tip on that one is uh, Tom Lennon's out there from Three Castles it has had four wins in its last five races the last day wasn't so good Tom so I'm expecting you to do better tonight with Lemon Johan number six to get the better of uh, number one Loxley Sean Stack all the way from Newmarket in Fergus in County Clare there's a lot of good dogs in that race and that's uh, one race where anything could happen there race number five he three of that McCalmont Cup Again, the dogs that have all done very well. In fact, every greyhound in this has had three wins, but none in their last two races. So um, very tricky, this one, to try and pick somebody. But I'm going for John Coleman's number one, uh, Apothecary. Uh, that's number one to get the better of Henry Kelly's and William Hanlon's number five, Carlo Best. Race number six, heat four of the McCalmont Cup. Again, dogs have all done very well. Most bar one have won. Uh, they've all won three times with one winning four. And I'm just going to take the, uh, the 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 easy way out of it and go for the one that's won number four. Maybe it just has a little bit of a slightly better form than the rest of them. Kieran and Darren Cooney's from Broadford. Now I'm assuming that's Broadford in in uh, in Kildare. But that dog has raced in Limerick and in Shelburne Park. First, certainly hasn't raced in Kilkenny in the last five races. But run on the inside, number three, to get home ahead of William Hennessy's and Bethany Dunn's, a Paul Hennessy trained corner house lady, number two. Race number seven, a heat five of the McCalmont Cup stake. Again, dogs that have all done uh, pretty well here, but I'm going for a Town Hope. It's a dog, Sean Dooley's dog from Carroll, trained by Sean Dooley. It's been a very consistent dog with five wins in her last five races, all at Kilkenny Track to get the better of uh, Nora O'Connell's from Ballysheedy, trained by Nealis O'Connell's. Um, not sure if that's a Kerry dog now, but could very well be. Uh, Seamus, I'd need Seamus Brophy to tell me that, but Raz Dazzle John is that dog there, number four. Uh, race number eight 
and that is Heat 6 there and a lot of good dogs in here as well I had to go for number 1 Liam otherwise you were going to get a phone call if I didn't tip uh, <laughs> David and Thomas Weddicks Juniors to that syndicate out there out on the Sion Road but Pookie Savannah now it has a very impressive record it's won its last 5 races and uh, Latchew at Shelburton Park and 3 in Kilkenny so it's a, a dog in great form um, that will and to get the better of uh, number 5 number 5 is uh, and I, I'm only mentioning it for the first time tonight it's just the lean peacock dog Bogger Charlie to get the better of Bogger Charlie uh, race number 9 second last rate on the night it is the heat 7 of the McCalmon Cup and my tip on that well I'm going back to Liam Peacock number 6 is Bogger Gina to get the better of uh, number 2 uh, Siobhan Burks all the way from Ross Gray trained by Nielis O'Connor's Patrick's Machine and finally the 10th race which will be about 12 minutes past 9 tonight is heat 8 and I'm going for wait for the cuckoo it's Frank Tynan and, and Oliver Moriarty's all the way from Thurless they're number 6 there wait for the cuckoo to get the better of uh, Gary Hannon Hannons from Bray trained by Carl's Rambottom a uh, very good trainer and a very impressive trainer but I'm going for the wait for the cuckoo to get the better of number 3 Deadly Dynamite and that's it Liam for your the racing for tonight alright Nicky thank you very much you've been confident in, in other weeks not so confident this week but we'll see what gets what happens tomorrow and Jim Cashin will deliver either the good news or the bad news on sport after 12 o'clock uh, text in from Jim Rohn he says good evening to us all and he wants to wish the very best of luck to the Kilkenny girls who are taking part in the All Stars tomorrow night and of course our sports department send on our best to the girls involved there you are in tune with Talk Sport our text line is 086-353-7782 and that's sponsored by taxback.com uh, we have the 6 o'clock from Dundee as Burr alluded to the winner was number 4 Those Days Are Gone at 11-2 to two. in second was number 11 uh, Milliferous at 15-2 to two. and coming in in third place was number 1 Construct at 10-3 favourite that's the 6 o'clock from Dundalk when we come back we'll hear from Jay Lahey who is participating in a run in aid of the Alzheimer's Society and we'll hear more from Jay when we return We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM Right, and Miles has been on. He wants to know when Split the Pot is taking place. Yes, Miles, it's next Friday night. or It's at the end of the month, I beg your pardon. So, end of this month, Miles will have Split the Pot. I think it's next Friday night, yeah? Yeah, well, it's at, it's, the end, it's at the end of every month, Miles. So, if you want to enter Split the Pot, put the two euros in, in the envelope in any of the black and amber boxes around Kilkenny City. And he also wants to wish a very happy birthday to our own Anne Nolans. Thanks very much for the text, Miles. 086353 is the number, and that's sponsored by taxback.com. Now, uh, there's a great initiative taking place in a run right across Kilkenny City in aid of the Alzheimer's Society with Jay Lahey, Ben Layden, Joe Gunn and Michael Murphy all taking part and it's over the course of the next few days and to tell us more is Jay Lahey himself. Evening Jay. How's it going Liam? How's things? Not too bad. So tell us um, what, what what are you up to and how, what's it all about? Yeah, so uh, me and a few of the boys there last week we uh, decided to do the 4x4x48 four by four by uh, challenge uh, by David Goggins there in the US. Mm. and it just entails running four miles every four hours for the 48 hours and uh, it's, it goes we we started at four this morning and went on to 12 and four and we're going back again at eight and then through the night into tomorrow as well yeah and that's tough going how have you found it? Uh, it's not too bad so far it's a small few niggles after the last run but sure we'll get through it anyway yeah and uh, Jay why did you pick this charity in particular? Uh, we picked this charity. We decided when we when we went to do it, we decided we might as well do it for a charity that means something to us, or you know, something that we could support someone along the way. And uh, 
we either had a someone in our, a relative in the past that had it, or else we have a close friend there whose family were directly affected by it there the last few years. Uh, they raised a massive amount of money, so it's nice to give something back, and hopefully it's the, the bit of money that we make yeah. to make the difference for somebody. Mm. And uh, I know you, you're in the army yourself, and you all played a bit of hurling as well. Uh, is this kind of running, does it suit you? Are you all in prime condition, or was it a bit of a shock to the system this morning? Ah, uh, we tip we tip away at the running anywhere, wherever we be. Mm. Doing doing something here and there, but we we didn't really prepare for it. I suppose as as much as one might might like to do, but so we we we're not too bad off, so we get through it. Yeah, and you know, like going out on these runs, is the route hard to pick, or what way have you gone about it that way? Well, uh, during the week there, we were deciding that, and uh, Ben uh, Laden that's doing the business there, and he came up with a few routes that are roughly the, of the four miles, six point four four k. So we're kind of tipping in away at them, and then during the day with the t-shirts on, mm. just to give it a bit of recognition and hopefully get a bit more uh, fundraising for it. You know. Mm. And you know, is it, it, I know it's it's at the very early stages of it, but do you envisage maybe when you come to the end of it, at the end of the weekend, that you you may have to dig out some fitness techniques or something you do in hurling training to to withstand it? Because no doubt it's going to get tougher and tougher as the runs go on. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I definitely will. We we've been feeling the effects of it. All right, I suppose the run the run itself isn't. You get through the runs, you know. The, the, and I suppose doing it for the charity makes it all a bit easier. It's kind of in between when you're trying to get a shower, get a bit of food and get get the head down for an hour here and there because by the time you have the run done you only have three and a half hours left before you're back out on the road again so finding find the balance there between the two of them is, is the trick but we're dealing with it alright so far anyway and our parents are after giving us a bit of grub so have it ready for us so it makes it a bit easier you know? that's, that's the important bit and I'm sure that Absolutely. the rest periods in between are equally as important yeah, they are there. We um, a lad from back home there in, in mixed places, hurlers gave us the the boots there that you they, they can do. The, they're compression boots. They're they're good for the old We have a few massage guns there and a bit of stretching here and there. But you you want to get the head down as well. Mm. So you kind of it's hard to to balance the lot. So you kind of deal with the niggles that are there once you're not injured. You tip on through it. Like. It's only 48 hours. Mm. Really, at the end of the day. Yeah, it's not too bad, but still, it's a wordy wordy cause. Are you meeting many people on your travels? Uh, we're kind of we're kind of we're doing a bit on the ring roads and kind of the quieter roads. So we got, when we're going through town, we're going through like the Castle Park or something like that. You see a few people in there, but we, we don't. There's four of us running it, so we kind of don't. You don't want to be in the way all the time. Mm. So we're kind of selecting our routes and passing by the cars on the ring road. They're going home this evening, so hopefully they'll see the the t-shirts mm. and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and and that's the thing, and it's to raise awareness for the for the uh, initiative. Um, you can donate online as well, Jay, can't you? Yeah, the the O'Loughlin Gales uh, uh, Facebook page ha- have the link up there, and you can go straight to the GoFundMe page. So we're delighted with the money we have so far. We are close to five thousand, which mm-hmm. was far above our expectations. And the more we can get them, the better for someone. Hopefully, along the way, and we have it shared on our our Instagrams and Facebooks and stuff, but. The, the easiest way I suppose to go to the Lachlan's page on Facebook or directly onto the GoFundMe website. Which is great and we'll share that on our own Facebook page later in, later in the evening Jay and finally Thanks a million. No bother at all and finally Jay before we let you go I know you know there's plenty of chats going on as you're doing these runs is Hurling uh, top of the list and uh, have you a view on how the whole season will play out? 
Ah, sure, mate, mate. Uh, we're, we're not talking about it too much because two of the boys are from Tipslot. <laughs> they wouldn't know much about it, so. Nah, they won't be great down those parts, but sure. We'll, me, me and Ben will keep, keep to ourselves and yeah. we'll do what we have to do behind the scenes. Yeah. Hopefully it's back by April or May or that. Yeah, I'd say it's it's frustrating, isn't it? It is, sure, but look, everyone's in the same boat, you know, so we're blessed enough to be in good health and be able to do this for the, the charity, which is such a worthy cause, you know, so... We're, we're, we're content enough and we'll, t- we'll take it as it comes well the best of luck with it and fingers crossed we get a bit, hurling, a bit of hurling later on in the year but Jay we wish you well over the course of the weekend and the lads as well and uh, no doubt uh, come the end of it you'll raise a nice few bob so go to yeah, the O'Loughlin's well, Facebook page to donate yeah or, or straight to the GoFundMe website you'll find it there uh, 4 by 4 by 48 uh, David Goggins Challenge in aid of Alzheimer's Society you'll find it there ok Jay best of luck with it take care Thanks a million for the call, Lee. No bother. That was Jay Lahey there from O'Loughlin Gales and uh, he's teamed up with Ben Laden, Joe Gunn and Michael Murphy to raise a few quid for the uh, uh, for the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland there. And if you can donate at all, please do so. It's on the O'Loughlin Gales Facebook page and social media channels and we'll uh, share that on the Community Radio Kilkenny City Facebook page later on this evening as well. Um, we have a text in and uh, it's actually in regards to a competition they're running on the station at the moment it comes from Ashling Dalton and she wants to nominate her wonderful mother Geraldine f- uh, for a chance to win the prize of a new park hotel takeaway she's an incredible in so many ways but one of her main jobs is a full time carer for her 94 year old granny she's so selfless and puts everyone before herself so hopefully this will be a small way of thanking her for everything she does and she says thanks very much indeed so thanks for the t- text Ashling she sounds like an incredible lady and we wish well in that competition that comes to a close on uh, Sunday requests uh, later this week so Liam Langrell will be picking the winner there and I'd say that's the Ashley that writes about Kilkenny Hurling and the Kilkenny people I'd say oh. so she's somewhat of an authority on hurling yeah. and uh, probably somebody we should there's a tip you know get her on this programme and she'll tell you all you want to know about Kilkenny Hurling I'm sure if it is the same Ashley that uh, I think it just might be yeah she might put us all to shame Nikki. that's I the have, only worry I have don't you worry <laughs> that's no harm at all it, it, Anyway, she writes a good piece in yeah. Kenny people on a regular basis. So well done, Ashley. Well, thanks very much for the text, Ashley. A glowing, uh, glowing statement there about your granny. And if you want to make contact with us, 086-353-7782 is our taxback.com text line. Uh, just looking at a couple of the sporting stories from today, well, IFAB have confirmed that from July the 1st, accidental handball that leads to a teammate scoring a goal or having a goal-scoring opportunity will no longer be an offence. Can you make any sense of that? But uh, the handball rule changes once again. Uh, Bannon's uh, ASC's Phil Healy, she's underlined her medal prospects in the 400 metres at the European Indoor Athletics Championships when she cruised to an impressive win in her heat this morning and she's in action of course later on this evening so keep an eye on that it's on RTE television as we brought you the news we brought you news regarding this at the top of the programme Gordon Elliott he's been banned for a year with six months suspended and fined 15,000 euro for taking a photograph earlier in the week on top of a dead horse so uh, he's been served with his punishment in the past hour Keane Healy has become the latest member of the Ireland senior rugby team uh, to commit his future after he signed a one-year contract extension. The veteran prop who won his 107 cap off the bench against Italy last weekend will remain at Leinster until 2022 at least. And uh, finally, the game in the Pro 14 this evening is at 7.35 from the from Thoman Park where a win will seal a Munster spot in the decider while the 2016 champions Connacht, they find themselves nine points adrift in Conference B where only a win will keep their slim hopes 
alive, Nikki. Yeah, there's a Nadia Power. She moved into the semi-finals. Uh, she came second in her mm. heat. Was she the girl with the Kilkenny connection? I'm not sure now. We have John May on in the last well, section of the, the program. Well, that's the man to talk about. Yes, she's uh, her mother was Kilkenny. I I'm, I'm could be mixing mm. this up now. I'm with somebody else. Mm. I'm no expert now. But oh, John May is coming on. He's the expert in this area. We'll, I, I would I would have to say. Yeah, we'll get to the bottom of that. Uh, the golf uh, this weekend is the Arnold Palmer Invitational on top of the leaderboard in during round two is Corey Connors. He's on nine under par. Uh, Rory McIlroy, well, he's not too far off. He's one sh- uh, three shots further back in third on six under. A couple of Irish players involved, Parik Harrington. He's tied for 40th on level par. And then as we go down the leaderboard, Shane Lowry is tied for 96th on five over par. And uh, that's the Irish participation there in the... Uh, uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational in the Gulf. So that's just some of the sport for the moment and uh, we'll have a bit, a bit of a chat with the lads regarding the big stories of the week after this break. We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. All right, and you are in tune with Talk Sport and a uh, man we haven't spoken to in a while is Barry Enriquez. Evening to you, Barry. Are you there, Barry? No, we'll get Barry in a couple of moments and uh, we'll chat to him. But, uh, Nicky, uh, the Club Players Association, they disbanded during the week, the CPA. What were your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, look, it probably, I mean, they came in, I suppose, to um, get the club championships a year split. And this has happened. So, um, I would have thought myself that if they were serious about looking after the club players, there's probably a lot more work they could do. And I do, I've always felt the case that uh, they were entitled to be members of the GA Central Council as, uh, as the, um, the GPA. So I, I think myself they should have uh, they should have hung around and uh, because there's more to be done for the club players association. Now I would say that the move of the split season was probably going to come at some stage. To be honest about it, but clearly COVID has uh, accelerated everything. Uh, but I would have thought there was still work to be done for the CPA. Mm. Yeah, so I I think they they've opted out. They probably have enough of it. I mean they. I wouldn't have been terribly happy about the way they went about their business a lot of the time. I think they could have done it. Uh, they could have done it more efficiently. Uh, and But they made it very clear. I think it's clear now. Maybe we didn't know at the time. But they obviously decided they were going to simply push everything through the media and uh, more or less embarrass the GA into making changes. And look, the GA had no choice on it to change with the way they, the whole COVID situation. And, and time will tell if the split season, which realistically won't probably be that evident until maybe mm. next year. So... Um, see how the split season will go because effectively from the middle to the end of July to the rest of the year there'll be nothing there'll be no inter-county so what sort of media coverage will that get so it is to be proven yet but the idea is good and I'm glad they've tried it and see how it's going to go and uh, it's here now and we have to get on with it but it's also going to mean and it probably won't get time to talk about it today it means counties and we're one of them have to think now how we're going to facilitate the club player in the first six months of the year Mm. Because uh, the real the real deal in Kilkenny will start from the beginning of August, approximately. But what are we going to do for the first seven months of the year? What how is the club player going to be uh, catered for? That's going to be uh, worked. Uh, that's worked a, a program in itself. Yeah, and we welcome Barry Enriquez to the conversation. Evening, Barry. Evening, all. Um, Evening, all. Hello, Barry. Just to touch Good on. Morning. Um, kind of touch on Nicky's point there Barry I was reading Michael Dempsey he was uh, he done an interview in one of the national papers today and he made the point about inter-county players maybe doing their training inside club grounds and with club players what, what would you think about that? I don't think that's a bad idea <coughs> I was listening to Nicky's there saying about the first seven months for club players I presume that all county boards will have to have a look at that scenario I mean they can't very well 
uh, to, uh, get away with having no action whatsoever around that time of the year. Does it mean, the question I'd have to ask is, that seven months, is that open to clubs to do what they like anyway? Can they train and do all the necessary kind of stuff in that month or they'll kind of lock down or their season open. Oh yeah, absolutely. But now we're we're talking we're talking with no COVID around the place, so that's the base yeah. of the yeah. No, I mean that day that's up to the county board to organise. We would have known Aylward Cup and Burden Cup and all that sort yeah. of stuff, but is that going to be satisfactory? But for me the biggest issue is probably going to be what is going to happen to the junior A B C D E that's uh, generally played off before the start of the uh, of the start mm. of the uh, senior intermediate and junior championships. How is that going to pan out? So what do you think, Pat? Yeah, well, uh, you see, I, I think what will happen is clubs will come out and, uh, and say, right, look, we have this six or seven months well, that we have to, to, to work with, which is, I suppose, really uh, what will happen with clubs is they'll start training when they started from Patrick's Day. Mm. And uh, from mm. then on until August will be the, 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 the time they'll be looking for games and that. And uh, no doubt that uh, the clubs will look to come up with uh, various leagues and, and things like that. The, um, the the special junior and all this and that sort of a crossover, I know some clubs that have gone with the idea, even this year, that uh, we say the top adult team, they're picking a panel of 26 or 27 and that's <coughs> going to be the panel. There's going to be no crossover. Even they're doing that this year. Well, that's and, and I think the part of that is because there's so many players around in all these clubs. Yeah, I take I I can understand to some extent that, but uh, some clubs don't have the luxury of doing that. Mm. I know that, yeah, but uh, yeah, but you even take it even your your own club and you're you're, you're always saying like there's kind of low numbers, but they had three adult teams uh, for the last few years. Well, they didn't have one, didn't have three last year, but they yeah, are they yeah. are planning to have three this year for the reason you've just said. Yeah, yeah. But but there would still be leave aside the third team between mm -hmm. the first and the second team, there'd probably be a, a lap of overlap of five or six players minimum anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I think I think the junior clubs going along with Pat said there. I think the junior clubs will sort it all out themselves and they'll have their leagues and they'll have their di all sorts of leagues and all sorts of cups and I think all they want to do will be hurling, hurling, hurling and they'll, they'll play their leagues and they'll play their cups and the, um, you know, the Tracy Cup and the McElward Cup and all them. I would have a big worry in that regard about uh, intermediate and senior clubs. You well, know, I think they're going to have a bit of a problem. No, I don't agree. I think the issue here is that I'm what I'm saying, Barry, is if the in, if the junior A, B, C, D, and E. I mean, we covered all those finals last year, and those finals t uh, finished before the uh, the championship commences. Now, but the question is, the championships coming up this year probably would start. Um, what part would be early October? Not maybe they'll have, they'll play the league part oh, first, yeah, the and then league maybe part, October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the question is, at what stage will they play the junior A, B, C, D, and E? Because the reason those players are played off, understandably, is that the players lose their status if they play up in the championship with their club. But how is that going to be fitting in now into the much shorter season that's there? So that's something for the county board to ponder. Mm. Um, just to break away slightly, we have a, yeah. a jurisdiction issue in terms of the inter-county season, whereas the Northern Irish uh, COVID-19 rollout looks to be going much faster than down here south. Uh, how do you see that playing out, Barry, and how do we have a cohesive championship where one side of the, when one part of the island is ahead of the other? With, with great difficulty, I should imagine. It would be fairly difficult <laughs> to orchestrate that kind of thing, that's for sure. I mean, uh, <laughs> 
I mean, you could be very flippant about it and say, okay, we'll, uh, we'll open up uh, Casement Park and we'll open up Tyrone and we'll play on the National Leagues up there or whatever <laughs> the hell early on, you know. But that's being flippant about the thing. I think it, it presents a lot of problems uh, for the GA south of the border. Pat, surely they'll just have to go and treat Ireland nearly as one in terms of GA anyway. Well, yeah, that's what they'll be. Mm. That's what they'll be hoping to do. Shne um, might uh, might come into the. Never know. <laughs> no, that'll be treated yeah. as the same. I mean, Liam, the Ulster GA have just got a check from Her Majesty of one point four four million uh, in, the last, in the last twenty four hours. Was so that Sterling? That was Sterling. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so, that's so that'll that'll stop. No, it'll there. GA and Ulster will row in with the national pitcher. But anyway, to help them out in their troubles. They've got a 1.4. She's not a direct patron now to any of the games up north. But do you do you think do you think that the G eight pitches in, 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 in the north will stay closed? I think they'll I think they will row in with I, the I, I don't mean now play games, but do you think they'll stay closed when they can open? Uh, I think they'll row in with GA policy. I, I have a feeling they will. Now but GA policy That's a real political answer. Yes it is absolutely <laughs> because GA policy You didn't say yes or no. Of course I did. No, that's a typical president. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because you see GA policy might very well be that they can do it up in the north, but they'll do, they'll only do what they're told to do by Croke Park. Yeah, well, would the sensical thing not be, Barry, that, okay, we can't have games for a certain period of time, but the guys up north, when it's deemed safe to do so, can go in and train and whatever. Certain measures can be lifted there. Yeah, I I, I can't see anything wrong. I kind of line up there with Pat on that one. I I could not see the situation going up in the north where the pitches are open, all the the, uh, gloves are off, and uh, people can do what they like, and uh, it's totally relaxed, and they're about four four weeks ahead of us. And I think, uh, I think is I wouldn't like the job to be telling the northern that that they can't do this, they can't do that. Let me assure you uh, that they can't do this, they can't do that. I would think that they isn't that they'll break the regulations because their regulations are different to our regulations. Because here we would be trying to impose our regulations on them. That's a big ask. That's a big demand. Anyway, I think it's the, it's, sure be happy to do it. it's the least of our problems now. The bigger but problem is when we can we start down here and get our young mm. lads out in the field. Put your money on Tyrone to win the football now. Jesus, what's happening to you? you <laughs> <laughs> They'll be fitter and stronger than any of them. <laughs> D- Dublin, Dublin are fit to win it today, tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Pat, switching codes. Is Michal Martin a lucky... It looks like the European Championships won't be able to be played here in the summer. Is Michal Martin a lucky man Ireland didn't qualify? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say he is, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it looks like... I mean, the UEFA want um, fans at the matches. And that's just definitely not going to happen mm. here in Ireland. A quarter of the stadium's full. Yeah. Is that realistic in a you know a European style championships? Yeah, well, it looks like uh, you know that um, uh, definitely over in Britain it's going to be fairly available. Mm. Whatever about Scotland, Scotland may be a different kettle of fish the way they're going. But um, yeah, it looks like the games that were scheduled for Dublin are are, are going across the Irish Sea. I'd be shocked if they're not should we just kiss the games goodbye oh, I think they're uh, they're gone I mean there's no when, when is that competition due to be played Liam later this summer Ju- yeah. Yeah. June uh, July is it or yeah. Yeah. June, yeah. June, June well it's June, very June. difficult yeah. I you know, I can't really see uh, crowds at GA matches you know before ah. then anyway so prepare away chance. from the 30-30 Olympics <laughs> I think so grand yeah. <laughs>
Sorry, Barry. We'll get the World Cup. They'll get them. They'll be looking. By the way, they'll be looking to you. One of the teams coming into the World Cup because it'll be forty-eight teams. They'll be looking for pitches so you can check if John Lock Park will be available as a training pitch. Why gap will be available? We're suffering from cabin fever in here, Barry. The, the yeah. World Cup bid, is this just a political move to kind of deflect away from bad news in relation to the vaccines? Oh, we're bidding for a World Cup along with the UK. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're totally and utterly ridden with politics. Hmm. Uh, Nicky, question on the, sa- on the same question, on the same issue. Do you think for one second that Croke Park would be considered, <coughs> excuse me, as a venue for any of those World Cup matches, assuming that uh, the, the British Isles get the... Uh, holding of the World Cups. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Look, mm. the, the person, behind, the person behind all of this is Boris Johnson, and Boris wants to have good news in the media at the moment, and he's yeah. doing it. Don't think for one minute that he has any great love for the holding the games in Ireland, but Ireland bring Ireland bring a kind of a, a freshness to it and a, and a popular type of... We're a popular country, by and large, but certainly if it came to the fact that the World Cup was given, granted to the British Isles, take it from me that the no, getting them into Croke Park would not be an issue or um, the Amoebas there anyway. Would, would who want, want it? it? Would who want would, it? Uh, would FIFA want it? Of course they'd want it. They'd pay an exorbitant prices for a match between... And, but, Nicky, don't run away with the idea that they're going to be talking about quarterfinals or semi-finals or finals. There's going to be Uzbekistan versus the Gabon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe... You know, no, they won't, Barry. Barry, I'm telling you now Canary that... Islands thing, uh, Canary Islands thing, North Korea. <laughs> no, mark, mark my words, Barry, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this now. When you're watching that on television in Croke Park, you'll probably see Brazil initially playing in a quarter-final in Croke Park in 2030. Lads, unfortunately, the God. clock is not our friend. Last God thing bef- <laughs> Last thing before we go, there was a bust-up in the Newcastle training ground between Matt Ritchie and Steve Bruce during the week. Barry, surely this is healthy. You've been on many hurling pitches pitches down through the years a little bust up surely gets the juices flowing and the fight going among the players healthy stuff I, offer, I, I interviewed a lad years ago for Kilkenny, for Kilkenny Radio Kilkenny down south I won't tell you the club and I said well James how are you going how are you going how are you going is it going well for you Jeez, he said you know somebody says we're one good row away from being a great club <laughs> Take it off your diplomatic hat, Nicky. A fight does no one any harm. As long uh, as it doesn't get out of hand. Well, you see, the problem now you have is you could have had a fight a few years ago and nobody might know about it. Now, the, in, in the case of Newcastle, the word was sleeping out from the training ground. It was yeah. probably on social media before Steve Bruce got home. And uh, social media now is the bane of everybody's life, as poor old Gordon Elliott only knows too mm. well. So well, look, poor fella. Well, look, at, I mean, that's another day's work. We won't. We leave Baron, Pat Tracy and Jim Cash and talk about that tomorrow. But yeah, I should yeah. say, Liam, on... Uh, on me on tomorrow with them lads. <laughs> I should say Lee, that, that on Sunday we talked about starting back the, the, the GA clubs in New York have gone back to train since the 1st of March mm. and I'll have the chairperson of the New York County Board on Sunday evening talking about uh, the GA in New York and Covid That's nothing they're training out in Dubai in February And that's alright it's just because you're <laughs> letting around. <laughs> 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 haven't stopped since that <laughs> The GA stronghold Lads we have to leave it thanks a lot Barry we, we look forward to your soapbox on Sunday evening take care Thank you very much, Pat, Nicky. Thank you very much indeed. Before we go at 7 o'clock, we have John May. Stay with us. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. And we're into the final few moments of the programme. John May, a very good evening to you. 
Hi Liam, how are you? Not too bad. We have the European Indoor Athletics Championships taking place at the moment and uh, a great morning for Phil Healy. A great morning and she's just had a very good evening there. Yeah. She, um, she, she's just gone in the semi-final which she's won. So she's true to the final. Uh, it's going to be a really, it's really, really hot standard over there at the moment and she'll have it all to do but she should be running from one of the, uh, the higher lanes. Possibly one of the quickest 200 metre runners in the race and in indoor running it's all about getting to the break at 200 metres ahead of your competitors. So she's got a great chance I wouldn't write her off. I'm sure her coach has prepared her really, really well. He's been working with her now for a number of years and uh, fingers crossed we'll have, a, we'll have a medal for Bill Healy tomorrow evening. And, and it's really competitive over there across the various divisions. I know um, Sophie Becker just missed out. Um, John, for anyone who hasn't seen it on television, what, what's it like spectacle-wise from your sofa? Is there much change? No, not really. Not really. I mean, they, they, they have these cardboard cutouts in the crowd, but, I mean, that's uh, who, anybody who's really into it and is watching, nobody cares what the crowd looks mm. like. I mean, the, the event itself is at a spectacularly high standard. There's obviously there's been quite a bit of talk about the technology and the new shoes, etc., and the new spikes. And just in the 400 metres there now, the, the, there's a Polish girl who ran a national record. Like it, it's really, really quick stuff. The racing is really, really high standard. And there's some really high standard races on tonight, and it's all on RTE as well. If people want to check it out, mm. um, another talented runner is Nadia Power. She's involved. What do you make of her? Oh, super! What a talent! And would have seen her coming right up through schools and and clubs, and a real talent, and the kind of athlete that before in Ireland, uh, I'm sorry to say, we may not have managed to keep and nurture. She went off to America on a scholarship. It didn't work mm. out. She came back, and, and for an awful lot of athletes who go and come back from America and it hasn't worked out, that's very often the end of it. But mm. she's, um, she's redoubled her efforts. She's working with Enda Fitzpatrick, formerly of DCU, and she's getting on really, really well. And obviously she's had an, an excellent European indoor season, and the, the, the crowning achievement of it all is now she's in the final. And we could have very easily had a second or a third girl even in that final, like, she for Clary Butner is actually the national 800 metre record holder. Just looked a little bit off this morning. Didn't run well. Very tough qualification process. First three in, uh, fourth is out, and she finished fourth. So very very easy. We could have ended up with two, maybe three athletes competing for the final there. And again, the 800 metres is absolutely stacked. Mm. On the men's side, Andrew Coskerin and Paul Robinson qualified earlier on. Yep, and they're on tonight at about half past. Eight, I think it is, mm. and they are in an absolute cracker of a fifteen hundred. You have uh, Jakob Ingebrigtsen, one of the famous Ingebrigtsen brothers, and he's up against uh, the Polish, the local Polish guy, Marcin Lewandowski. Now Ingebrigtsen will to, to to get rid of Lewandowski. His best bet, I would imagine, is to put his foot down and go from the gun, and that might just suit our two guys who probably aren't coming in as medal chances or they wouldn't be favoured by the bookies for medal chances. But if it gets, if, it, if things get stringed out and the guys get in there and they survive, uh, I would not like to be hanging around on a last lap with either of those two characters. They they are great finishers. And Paul Robinson has been here before. He was fourth back in 2014. He's had an amazing comeback story. And I think everybody knows that they would really, really love to see either of those guys get a medal. But, uh, and like Robinson would be a real comeback if he was to manage to nick a medal tonight and I'm mindful about getting into cliches or anything but it really is true if you hang in there as you get towards the end of the race that's when you really need to you know, step it up a gear yeah and look there's great great credit 
due way. I mean, Robinson has had to come back from so far and, and such a, a terrible injuries and so much bad luck and moments when it looked like he was making a big breakthrough and then he, he'd suffer an injury and he'd go back again. And a huge credit to Andrew and Andrew Corsican and Paul Robinson and Sean Tobin and a couple of guys. They've come together in a group called Dublin Trap Club. There's amazing work going on there at the moment. I think Dublin Trap Club, they're not an affiliated club. They're just a group of people from a, a, a big spread of clubs around Ireland who come together to train under a guy called Salem Kelly. And there's six of those athletes from Dublin Track Club have made it to this to this championships. And it's a real marker of the kind of thing that's, that's succeeding for Irish athletes at the moment. Mm, definitely. John, unfortunately, the clock has beaten us, but really appreciate you taking the call. Thanks for joining us. No problem, Liam, and I no. hope everybody checks out the athletics over the weekend. It's great when it's on, especially on our, our national broadcaster. Absolutely. John, take care. Thank you. Thanks Liam. very much, John May there from Kilkenny City Harriers, and that's our lot for Talk Sport this evening. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City 88.7 FM.